You are listening to Hope Alive, streaming live from Hope Restoration Ministries, Kempton Park, South Africa. Are you looking for a good and relevant course to partner with? Hope Alive radio station is inviting businesses and individuals to partner with us in our mission to shaping minds for a better future. In a world that is broken, let us be your voice to inspire nation building, restoration of families, and developing strong value systems with our local and international listeners. Make your donation of 50 Rand or more to Hope Alive radio station, APSA check account number 407-903-7634. The branch name is Central Avenue and the code is 632005. For your convenience, why not issue a stop order today and ensure we never miss your contribution? Hope Alive Radio Station, shaping minds for a better future. The time is at 12 minutes past 6 o'clock. Welcome to Pushing Boundaries with myself, Zanele Zama. It's another blessed Sunday. It's another not Sunday. Why am I saying Sunday? Wow, I feel like going to church, hey? Another <laughs> blessed Friday. I It means, Guti, there's a word for me on Sunday. I'm a, and I must make sure I don't miss going to church. But then, anyway, it was a lovely week. Full of ups and downs, drama and drama, concord and concord. You know me, I'm a news person. So, yeah. Yeah, it's been interesting week. But then again, here we are. We are pushing those boundaries. I promise I'm not going to destroy these boundaries. And as promised, this month we are doing a series on Christianity as well as, um, what do you call this? Ancestors. Yes. That is us. Yeah, we call them the underground gang, but then they're ancestors. So, uh, me, I'm going to respect them. I won't say <laughs> underground gang. Anyway, at 7 o'clock, I'm going to be speaking to Dr. Dimakato about sleep talking, sleep uh, walking, and sleep paralysis. Uh, I'm hoping my guest now, uh, Pastor Mgiba, will help me with the Shangan word for that one. I give me and him a homies. He didn't know. I think he knows now. You know, he's from Tulas, me. I'm from the other place there. I, w- I promise we're not going to do the interview in Shangan in Jesus' name. Season <laughs> course. <laughs> but then getting at So then at 7 o'clock, that's what we're doing. We're talking about this lady and sleep talking and sleep walking. Is it a demon? Is it not a demon? Is it spirits? Is it neurological? That's what we're going to find out. But then in this hour, as you do know, Uguti, I'm doing this series, right, on Christianity and ancestors. So what we're going to be doing today, we're going to be speaking about angels, guardian angels as well. Where do people go when they die? Because I don't think there's anyone who says, my so-and-so, for example, my dad passed away. I'm very much sure he's in hell because we don't know. We never say that. So we, we, we presume all of them are in heaven. Me, I don't know where they go. I've read the Bible, Mara Iang dribble. I'm sure you know it dribbles us most of the time, right? So me, I don't know whether there's a waiting room, waiting for the second coming, or because I, <laughs> I believe I'm righteous. <laughs> Good, I'm going straight to heaven, or I'm going straight to hell. So he's going to help us unpack that. And then eating, right? We're pushing them boundaries. <laughs> Let's start. I I I am Johnny. I'm Bushy. What's the other Johnny? That's a good one. <laughs> I hope you're good, oh, though. Boy. Yeah. I'm 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 super awesome. I'm just so excited to be part of this um 
awesome conversation yeah. and i'm yeah i'm looking forward to it yeah so a, a word of warning there or a plea please don't hold back it's pushing boundaries right you can be politically correct yeah. but don't be too much politically correct <laughs> we go in there we're touching those things so um as i've like for the regular listeners, we're doing this series right on Christianity and ancestors. So we've had a pastor who's explained the whole concept of um, of ancestors. And then last week we dealt with dreams. Like, actually, they visit us, our sisters and our mm. aunts. Yeah, they visit us and talk to us. We don't know, is it them? Is it the Holy Spirit? So we've dealt with that. So now what I would like you to touch on is the issue of guardian angels and angels. The, the angels mm-hmm. from God, not the guardian angels that we think <coughs> are, are there, yeah. as well as death. You know, what happens when we die? I don't know. Oh, NK just stepped out. I wanted us to go in a, on a... There is a case study that I want us to focus on, but then when it comes back, we're going to play that voice note and then we go on. But then let's start here, Mfundisi. Do we have what we call guardian angels in Christianity? Look, um, without being politically correct, as you stated, um, look, the idea of angels is very much consistent with Scripture. Mm. Um, you know, the Bible uh, talks about, particularly in the book of Psalms, that he, you know, the angel of the Lord encampers round about them that fear him. Um, you know, the Bible says in Psalms 91 that he commands his angels concerning us. Um, and the entire testament is very much replete with, you know, cases whereby people had angelic visitations. And strangely enough, in, in you know, in the Old Testament, um, we have what we refer to as pre-incarnate uh, appearances of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So where you come across the phrase, uh, the angel of the Lord, oftentimes it's referring to the person of the Lord Jesus Christ prior to his incarnation okay. uh, and becoming flesh. So, one, I think it's important for us to appreciate that uh, the theology on angels is very, very much, you know, um, you know, consistent with Scripture. And I think even dating back, we understand that, you know, uh, the antagonistic force uh, that we now refer to as Satan mm. was once upon a time an anointed cherub. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we, we've come to understand that, you know, he revolted and he was thrown out of heaven with, uh, you know, a third of the angelic forces. Mm-hmm. However, when we come back to the issue of whether or not there is such a thing as guardian angels mm-hmm. as would understand it, um, I don't believe that it's consistent with uh, biblical theology or with scripture. Mm-hmm. So what I would say, just you know, in a nutshell, the concept of angels, very much a reality, mm-hmm. even in terms of the New Testament. Um, I mean, Hebrews uh, chapter 12 talks about how we've come onto Mount Zion, the city of the living God. Mm-hmm. We have come onto heavenly Jerusalem and come onto the innumerable company of angels in Joah's assembly. Mm-hmm. So angels are very much a reality for us as New Testament believers. But the concept of guardian angels, as we would understand it mm-hmm. from um, a secular standpoint, it's not consistent with Scripture. I like I like how you actually explained Ugusi Vele angels. We do have them in the Bible, but this one of guardian angels. Because when 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 the person we're going to play the voice note now, when the person asked me this question, I was like, 
Let me quickly do a Google search. I guess we always refer to Google <laughs> when we don't know certain things. <laughs> it spoke about, you know, I think it's Judaism. It spoke about Judaism, yeah. how they believe in guardian angels and forth. And I was like, hmm, so where does that put us as Christians? Because I do know we do have angels, but are they guardian angels? So let's take this this voice note, Mfundi, so that it can guide this conversation. So And we take it back to the ancestors as this listener had the questions for us. Absolutely. Um, you can go ahead. I just need clarity on that because um, I always say um, I really don't believe in ancestors, but I believe that my mom and my grandmother are my guardian angels. They are the ones that um, um, like um, take care of me, even though they are no longer around. They're always like covering me and yeah protecting me and all that in terms of like yeah you understand so now personally ancestors i don't i don't follow them i don't do them i don't practice them but i take my grandmother and my mom as my my guardian angel because i feel um or even if i can have a dream and see my mom um, trying to show me something or trying to tell me something and then that something would come to pass you understand so yeah so i just need clarity uh, uh, G, I just need clarity our ancestors the same as guardian angels am i fooling myself Hore, <laughs> i'm just covering it up getting no they are my guardian angels where else Give a deem or understand, and I don't practice that, Kanti. In this case, because I believe my mom and my grandmother are my guardian angels. I believe in ancestors. You understand what I'm t- what I'm saying, Jay? I'm I'm just confused. I just need clarity on that. <laughs> to pick it up, them for this is is our listener fooling herself because. Well, my dad is late. My sister is late. Uh, well, I yeah, they they hardly visit me in the dreams, <laughs> but they tend to visit my niece. So, do we take those people as guardian angels because she's saying that they would come and speak to her about something that actually does happen? You know, last week I made mm. an example of saying you are sleeping there. You see your late father saying, "Wake up! There are burglars coming to rob you," and then you find that actually that is true. So, do we? In mm. that instance, do they tend to be garden angels or we are fooling ourselves? Look, I think I, I need to state this um, and I'll, I'll preface it uh, by a scripture uh, in Isaiah chapter 8 verse 19 where it makes reference to what we um, refer to as familiar spirits. Mm. Uh, so what you would find is that there are certain psychic powers um, which may come across as being prophetic. Um, even much of, you know, let's say some of the people that we would refer to as false prophets, they are not necessarily false prophets because of the level of their accuracy, but they are false prophets based on where they sourced mm. their information. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's one thing that we need to understand, that accuracy uh, does not necessarily mean that what you're dealing with is pure. Mm-hmm. And then there's another aspect which we refer to as a common grace, 
and that is, you know, uh, people in the Old Testament and, and, and also in the New Testament. And I think even now in the times that we live in is that they have the ability to dream dreams. Mm. And in those dreams, they are able to get certain type of information. And, you know, in certain things, let's say, you know, we're referring to this common dream. For instance, um, Pharaoh had a dream in the Old Testament uh, with regard to the, you know, the impending uh, famine. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a common grace. It was not because he was filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, we also see certain instances where people were having, you know, trances or whatever the case may be. So I think there are some of them which uh, have an element of being neutral. Uh, there, there are some that could be coming straight from the Holy Spirit. And then there are others which could be very much, you know, uh, demonic in that they come from, you know, let's say familiar spirit. Mm. Now, how does the familiar spirit uh, function? The familiar spirit is a spirit that basically uh, hijacks your lineage. It hijacks uh, things that you are familiar with. Mm. So uh, you would think that you are hearing from your grandmother mm. or your niece or whatever the case may be, whereas you are hearing from a spirit that is masquerading as your, you know, those who are deceased. Mm. I mean, uh, there is much precedence in the fact that, you know, the enemy is somewhat of a disguise of himself. But the Bible tells us that he is masquerades as an angel of mm. light. Mm. If we can masquerade as an angel of light, mm. then we have to concede that uh, masquerading as your aunt, masquerading as your great-grandmother, that would be no great feat for him. Mm. So I think just to maybe round it off, uh, it's to say that, you know, we have to be very careful around those type of things. Yeah. And that's why you even get some people feeling like they're called to be Sangoma. <laughs> yes. And they're getting dreams from, you know, their grandmothers. That's yes. what we refer to as a familiar spirit. Mm. It could be real. It could be real, right? You feel something that's real. However, if it's not grounded in biblical theology, mm. you could be dealing with a demonic entity. Mm. No, that is, yeah, that is interesting, the familiar spirits, uh, because we do see them and we we have been taught about them, but then I think this will also tie back to the issue of where do we, where do people go when they die? Because I, yeah, as much as <laughs> I'm always honest about my relationship with my dad, but not to judge, I don't think it's in heaven, but mm. it's that thing of yeah. almost <laughs> every person that we love or we like or we fond of, we think that they are in heaven. So with that thinking, mm. it's easy for me if I were to dream of my sister and I'm like, oh, she's my guardian angel because of the perception mm. I uh, I have of saying, no, she's actually in heaven with God. So God mm. can send her to come speak to me because if God were to send uh, Angel Michael, whom I do not know, I might not take that message mm. seriously. Mm. Mm. And I think, let's check this out. I think, you know, the Bible says, what is a man that thou mindful of him, the son mm. of man that should thou should care for him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels. That's what your Bible would say. But mm. if you study the original text, uh, it says you have made him a little lower than Elohim. In mm. other words, you have made him a little lower than God himself. Mm. So uh, human beings uh, have a higher standing as sons of God, as children of God, than even angels. So if someone had a relationship with God and you referred to them as merely an angel of light, or maybe mm. let's say an angel or a guardian angel, it's somewhat of a demotion because Jesus did not die for angels. Mm. He died for humans. Mm. Now, 
there's this thing that I think that I've got a trouble with something, and I'm and I'm going to be slightly controversial. It's okay, uh, but please indulge me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the sense that there's this thing where we refer to when people just say "rest in peace," mm. and I recently asked the question of what's the purpose of rest in peace? Does it register <laughs> spirit? Does it register, you know, in the natural? What what are we saying exactly? Rest yeah. in peace. Yeah. Um, can people rest in peace because we give them, you know, a well wish that says rest in peace? Mm. Or do people have a role to play in choosing peace? Mm. In fact, the peace that does not even start when people die, but it continues. Mm. You say my peace, I live with you. Mm. Now, I've got a problem with that type of salutation in that um, it creates the impression uh, that you can wish someone into a better place, mm. whereas someone goes to a better place mm. through choosing uh, a relationship with God through the avenue of his son, Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. right? I think for us, definitively, <laughs> we should be able to say that this person is resting in peace. Mm. Not that they should rest in peace. Yeah. But if someone had a relationship with Jesus Christ, we must be able to say amongst ourselves, he is resting in peace. Now, mm. question of where do people go to? Uh, please allow me to maybe just take it back into, um, you know, the you know the Old Testament. And yes. I think uh, there's also a scripture in the book of Luke, mm-hmm. which I really love. It's found in Luke chapter 16, verse 19 to 31. Mm. Uh, it's, it's a story about the rich man and Lazarus. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Bible there, let me just, can I quickly just uh, read it? Yes, you yes, mind? you can go ahead. There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and lived in luxury every day. At his gate was a lady, lady, lady a beggar named Lazarus, covered with sores and longed to eat, but fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs came and licked his sores. Uh, verse 22, the time came when the beggar died and the angels carried him to Abraham's side. Now the King James Version refers to what um, it termed Abraham's bosom. Mm-hmm. The rich man also died and was also buried, and he was in Hades, where he was in torment. He looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. Mm-hmm. So he called to him and said, Father Abraham, have pity on me and send us to dip uh, the tip of his air, finger in water and cool my tongue, because I'm in agony in this fire. But Abraham replied, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things, while Lazarus received bad things. But now he's comforted here and you're in agony. Mm-hmm. And besides all this, between us and you, there is a great chasm that has been set in place so that those who want to go from here uh, cannot know anyone can cross over from there to us. Um, I want to just briefly run to 29, verse 29. Then mm-hmm. it says, Abraham replied, uh, no, so verse 28, uh, it says, verse 27, say, answer, he said, then I beg you, Father, send Lazarus to my family, for I have five brothers. Mm-hmm. Let him warn them, so that they will not also come to this place of torment. Mm-hmm. Abraham replied, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. Mm-hmm. Now, they said, no, Father Abraham, he said, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. Now, there, there is somewhat of a belief amongst, um, you know, let's say a, a, a group of, uh, you know, theologians mm-hmm. um, around the concept of, um, you know, show. They call it show. So S 
H-E-O-L, which speaks um, around the concept of, you know, a place of the dead, in essence, uh, a place of, of, of rest, um, whatever the case may be. Uh, but there's also what we refer to as Abraham's bosom. Now, yeah. there are Bible scholars that tell us that um, uh, there was a place called Abraham's bosom. That's where those who were Old Testament saints went to reside. Mm-hmm. And that place is known as Abraham's bosom. Mm. And then the other side, uh, which is known as Shaul, uh, was known as a place of torment. Mm. So in the story that was just read now, where the rich ruler or the rich man was at, um, that's the place. It's a place of torment. And he's saying, look, it's not cool here. Mm. Now, Jesus in his ministry often uh, made reference to Hades. Yes. Uh, he spoke about how he will build it, you know, um, you know, his church mm. and the gate of Hades will not prevail. Uh, you come to Ephesians chapter 4. The Bible talks about how he led captivity captive. Mm. Um, there's also a belief amongst, I think I would say that it's an orthodox belief, in that when Jesus Christ was crucified and you went down, you know, for the two days or three days, um, they believe that he went to a place of Hades. Mm. But he conquered Hades. Mm. Now, that's what we see in the book of Revelation. The Bible says he holds the key of Hades. Now, from what we understand or from, you know, I think it's very much consistent with Scripture, is that uh, there was a movement from those who were in abraham's bosom mm. and they were moved to the presence of the father okay. this is very much con- you know very much consistent with scripture mm. now there's a place that we made reference to now which is called shy or sure mm. and and that's the place where those who are not saints and now let's say those who have not come to a living and loving relationship with jesus christ they would be in such a place it's still a place of torment mm. but that place according to scripture will be thrown into the lake of fire. Mm-hmm. So if someone does not have a relationship with Jesus Christ, they're not in some waiting room where things are all good. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. They are from Scripture. Mm-hmm. They are in a place where there's a nation mm-hmm. of peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> My notebook is full. I'm taking notes there. Abraham's bosom. <laughs> yeah, there are songs that are singing about that. To our listeners at home, I'm in conversation with Pastor Mugiba. Mugiba. If you want to engage with us, you know, in terms of angels, garden angels, as well as death, I know we hardly speak about death. You know, it's some, it seems like we are scared of speaking about death. It's like we're calling it, but yeah, we're pushing boundaries. We're talking about death. Where are we going? Are we going to the gushing of trees or are we going to go and eat honey and milk in heaven? So do contact us. The number to dial is 067 That number again is 067 We're also on our Facebook page as well as our Twitter handle which is hope alive underscore radio so do send through your questions because Mina you know I can speak for three hours ne, without a break but then yeah do send through your questions so before we 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 go deeper into this whole issue of death and 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 she it's long she all Hades and as well as Abraham's bosom I want to take it back to 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 the issue of angels, right? Yes, it's scriptural, it's there, and God has charged angels before us. But then, what is the relationship between the angels and the Holy Spirit? How do these two work? Because 
the argument we had during the week with some people, they're like, no, angels are amongst us, those who are very much heightened spiritually and have the spirit of discernment. Some can even see them. Some can even see the angels mm. roaming around us. I'm like, okay. So there are people like standing next to me now <laughs> as I'm talking to you. But mm. what is the relationship between them and the Holy Spirit? If you do know, or maybe if text and scripture does tell us, what is their function? Because the Spirit, the Holy Spirit is there as well. Yeah. So the Holy Spirit operates from within us mm-hmm. and angelic forces operate from amongst us. Okay. I think that, that, that's very much uh, important. The mm. Bible refers to the Holy Spirit as the helper, the intercessor, yes. advocate, uh, you know, comforter, counselor, standby, and, and whatnot. And he convicts us of righteousness mm. uh, primarily, and he convicts the world of, of sin. Uh, angelic forces, scripture refers to them as seven mm. uh, messengers of fire, which are called upon to minister to those who are, you know, who are heirs of salvation. So in essence, uh, there are servants from heaven mm-hmm. that operate on our behalf. I find it quite interesting, and I think it, it refers to even issues of jurisdiction in the mm-hmm. sense that if you go to Acts chapter 10, the Bible refers to how an angel of the Lord appeared to a man by the name of Cornelius. Yeah. And he tells him that he must go and, you know, call a, a man by the name of Peter mm-hmm. to come and share the gospel with Cornelius and his household. I find it quite interesting that um, angels were not, uh, did not necessarily have the standing or, you know, they didn't have the power to share the gospel with Cornelius. Mm. They needed to uh, speak to Peter mm. And for Peter to come and, you know, minister uh, the gospel to, to Cornelius. But all in all, what we see in the New Testament mm. is, is that, you know, angels are basically their servants. They are, they are fellow messengers. You know, the Bible refers to them as messengers of fire. Mm. But in certain instances, you, we, we even see that, you know, even servants of the Lord are referred to as messengers of fire themselves. Mm. In the book of um, uh, Revelation, the Bible talk, uh, talks about the angel of the house. And, mm. you know, oftentimes we make reference to that. And there's a joke around it. There's you no, know, who's the angel of the house? Yeah. And it's making reference to, you know, um, uh, to pastors, to mm-hmm. people who are leading spiritual houses. But they are not in the same place as humans. Mm-hmm. They work alongside humans. Mm-hmm. And what is quite interesting is that angels, According to Psalms 103, uh, actually there, is it 103 or 102, if I'm not mistaken, that they carry out uh, the voice of his word. Mm. So the word that we speak, mm. they, um, they are unable at times to distinguish. Let me even remove uh, the, say, the at times to say that they are unable to distinguish uh, between the word that comes from the voice of God and the words of God that come out of the voice of man. Mm. So whenever words are spoken, angelic forces move to manifest those particular, uh, those particular words. So look, they're not in the same uh, level as the Holy Spirit. Mm. Uh, they're not in the same level even as believers, but mm. they're at a lower level uh, uh, than the two of the people that I've just mentioned, because the Holy Spirit is mm-hmm. a person, we are people as well. Mm. So they're not the same thing. 
So can we Okay, so can we send the angels or only God can instruct the angels to do certain things? Look, there's various schools of thought. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there, there are some who believe that um, only God can send angels. Mm-hmm. And then there is what we refer to as the word of faith, um, mm-hmm. you know, school of thought, mm-hmm. whereby they say that you can actually command angels mm. by speaking the word of God. Because mm-hmm. the Bible says that they carry out the voice of his word. So if you give voice to the word of God, angels will move in order to manifest those particular words. Um, you know, there have been a lot of proponents to that particular teaching, the likes of the late Charles Kepp. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not quite certain if, you know, uh, Dr. Kenneth Hagen, uh, you know, taught on that. But I think the likes of Kenneth Copeland have also taught on that. But even within the charismatic circle, uh, they, you know, we are quite divided in terms of what the role of angels is. Can mm-hmm. we, uh, you know, give them instruction? Or is it possible that when we speak certain words, angels are attracted to those words, mm. and then they proceed to go and bring manifestations of the words that were spoken? <laughs> hey, that last sentence, it means when I say angels, I need the powerball to huh? it. <laughs> they will go <laughs> and give me <laughs> and give me the oh, powerball wow. five numbers. I don't gamble. So we have a comment that came through on uh, 0671531089. Oh, there are three messages. Okay. It says uh, hey Pastor Giver, we have tuned in. I'm listening all the way from Northwest Mahikeng. So excited to hear what you have for us this evening from Raps Soup. Is it shooping or souping? Hi there. Thank you, Siabonga. Hashtag DS. Yeah. <laughs> so the question here, it says, uh, Pastor Mgiba, I have a question. My grandmother had a dream of her late husband few days after he passed on. In the dream, she mm. says that my grandfather was calling her, uh, or was calling her, my grandfather was calling her, and he said she should follow him to the place of peace. Then my grandmother mm. refused, and that was the end of the dream. My question is, mm. how is how can we interpret that? So that is also from Rev. He says mm. that my grandmother was a great believer of Christ and in prayer as well, but she also believed in ancestors. Mm. Look, I, I think, as I said, there's what we refer to as a common grace. Mm. Uh, and that is both believers and unbelievers have the ability to dream certain dreams, right? Yeah. Uh, the book of Genesis uh, records the story of Joseph. Mm-hmm. Now, what was quite interesting was that, uh, you know, Joseph was a dreamer. And him being a dreamer, what I found quite fascinating was that everyone within his family was able to interpret the dreams. Mm. The brothers were able to interpret and say, "What are you? Is this what you're saying?" Mm-hmm. The, the parents likewise were able to interpret the dream. And then when we see him in Egypt, we also see that Joseph himself was able uh, to interpret uh, dreams. Mm. So those people were not necessarily spiritual; they were not New Testament believers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think you know it's, we need to understand that there are certain common graces. For instance, the wise men from the east. Mm. They were not, um, you know, necessarily believers, mm. but they were able to study through the stars um, and were informed about the birth of Jesus Christ. Mm. But there are certain things which have to go through 
the prism of scripture. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you have to begin to look at it and say, look, I mean, the point is this, uh, dreams don't create theology. Mm. Dreams have to explain mm. theology. If mm. they're inconsistent with theology, you reject them. Mm. If they are consistent with theology, mm. we can accept them. Mm. Uh, you know, God can use them as prophetic pictures. Uh, the effect would be that they encourage, they exhort, Mm -hmm. uh, and they edify, they comfort, whatever the case m may be. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't want to suggest that, you know, uh, dreams such as the one that, you know, we've made mention mm. are inconsequential. Mm. But I think it's very, very important for us not to begin to create a theology yes. or even come to a place where we alter our theology. Mm. The dead have no say amongst the living. Remember the scripture that I read in, mm. in the book of Luke about Abraham and, uh, you know, about the rich person and Lazarus. Mm. Um, remember, his request was that can he send Lazarus, who is in the dead, mm. to go and speak um, to those who are alive. And uh, Abraham responds by saying that they've got Moses and the prophets. Mm -hmm. And when you think about it, Moses and the prophets speaks about scripture. The mm. Bible talks about how Jesus explained the scriptures, starting from Moses to the prophets. So mm. that talks about the power of scripture. So ultimately... Um, we need to build our faith not in dreams but in vision, mm. uh, but in scripture. Mm. Yeah, mm. that is very interesting there because yeah, yeah, yes, we dream, ne? <laughs> we dream, shame. <laughs> I would like, and the, the, this series has been very fascinating for me. And even as much as I'm the one who's asking the questions, but every week I'm learning something new because yeah, they, if I can call them the underground gang, <laughs> as much as I said, I won't call mm. them that there is a lot that is happening there. So in, in simple terms, I know that you gave a very, you know, lengthy explanation, but then in simple terms, if Jay, Nora Bagit gone, I'm a believer. Does it mean that I'm mm. somewhere there in Abraham's bosom waiting to go and occupy one mentioned that Jesus is building or am I roaming the streets? I mean, we have the concept of ghosts. I don't know how true that is, mm. you know. So mm. in simple terms, for a person who might maybe be listening now or maybe got lost in the explanation, CRP, are we hell, heaven, waiting room, roaming the streets? Look, uh, according to scripture, those mm. who don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, they go to Hades. Okay. And those who have a relationship with Jesus Christ, they go to heaven. Now, the... The spin-off is that um, heaven for, 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 for New Testament believers mm. is not um, the final place. Mm -hmm. The Bible in the book of Isaiah and the book of Revelation talks about a new heaven and a new earth. Mm -hmm. So our waiting room at the moment is heaven. Yeah. Now, I, I, I think ultimately the, the question that now needs to be asked um, I, please forgive me for monopolizing, is, is actually around our whole idea or the cry for a mediator amongst African people. Ew. We are <laughs> very, very, very spiritual people. Mm. And we understand that there has to be a mediator mm. between those who are alive and those who are dead. Yeah. Hence, we talk about the concept of, uh, you know, ancestors. Mm -hmm. Now, the Bible says there is one mediator between God and man, mm -hmm. the man Christ Jesus. And yes. The Bible further says that he is able to save to the uttermost because he lives to make intercession mm -hmm. on our behalf. Mm -hmm. Now, 
if we embrace, um, you know, what scripture has to say about Jesus and further embrace African spirituality around the issue of ancestors, what we are saying is that there is more than one mediator mm. between God and man. Mm. Secondly, we are saying that Jesus is not able to save to the uttermost, mm. which basically, you know, um, is, is a death blow. Mm-hmm. to the entire gospel narrative. Mm. But what I'm beginning to see when people talk around the issue of ancestors is to say that there's an understanding within African spirituality mm. that there's a, me- there's a need for a mediator. Mm. And that particular cry finds expression and manifestation mm. in the person of Jesus Christ, that Jesus is our mediator. Mm. Jesus actually lives to make intercessions on our behalf. Mm. And the Spirit is on the inside of us making intercessions with groans and moanings that cannot be uttered. Mm-hmm. Now, in all of this, it means that uh, there is no place for ancestors. Mm. Because another thing that's quite interesting is this. The Bible says a dead, um, you know, a living dog is better than a dead lion. Mm. So the reason what it, that's what, what makes Jesus a very, very capable mediator is the fact that he's not our ancestor. Mm. He is alive mm. and he's at the right hand of the Father. And I think all in all, it has to come back to us believing the gospel mm. afresh. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and and you know what you just said actually reminds me of a conversation. Yeah, yeah, I have a lot of conversations during the week <laughs> where it 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 someone said that we when we take it to African spirituality, it 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 actually erases the whole concept of Jesus Christ. And the question was because they were like. You know, your show, Pushing Boundaries, do it. I was like, I do want to do it, but I still don't understand it. So for me to do it, yeah. African spirituality, I need to understand it pro- like properly. And for me, mm. looking at how ancestors are defined in the dictionary and everywhere else, I don't understand how we as African are claiming them as us because even white people or Europeans, Asians, Alice, they have ancestors, but why mm. are we claiming them? Yeah, I'll, I'll tackle that one day. <laughs> <laughs> and then a quick comment that came there. It says that's really good teaching, uh, Pastor Give Yeah, you know, uh, reps is is his learning. It is good. So and yeah, your time flies when we're having good moments. The time is actually ten to seven. Yeah, we have less than two minutes to wrap up. <laughs> so <laughs> so now, in 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 your words, like in wrapping up, what should we? take away from this concept of angels, guardian angels, as well as death. I've, I've, I've noted that when we die, it's either hell or heaven, and the new heaven is coming. But then in terms of angels, yes, they are there, but they are not above the Holy Spirit, like they are even below us. But to a person who's new in, in, in the walk of Christ, a person who doesn't understand this, like what is your guidance to that and what would you say what they should do now in order to recognize the voice of God more? Right. In a nutshell, I would say that the dead mm-hmm. have no influence mm-hmm. on the living. Mm-hmm. The reason why Jesus Christ has influence on us is because he's alive. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what's important is that we must enter into a living and loving relationship with God mm. through the one and only Jesus Christ. Mm. That's the only way, you know, we can have an effect in terms of even at the spiritual uh, level mm-hmm. in a way that glorifies God. Mm. So that's it in a nutshell. Mm. 
Yeah, yeah, I promised I won't talk Shangan, but yeah, this man can see can sing up. It was very in, it was very eye-opening and as this was part three, yeah, I think part four. In fact, I should do ten parts. <laughs> it's going to be interesting and I love how you touch on African spirituality. So now I have my guest to our listeners at home. Pastor Giva is going to come back in Jesus' name to talk about African <laughs> spirituality. <laughs> so we're going to have him. So Mfundisi, thank you for your time. Thank you for engaging with us. Thank you for teaching us because these teachings is things that we need more, especially I'm also not being controversial as black people because yeah, we forever consulting the underground gang we don't even know what is right and what is wrong but then thank you for this teaching and i pray that when we call you will come back so that we can learn more thank you so so much thank uh, you and i think look yeah i don't know if there's a second left yes there is uh if they could not help themselves when they were still alive <laughs> Mfundis, I'm just saying. Mfundis, bye-bye. I'm a bush. I'm a tiki lava la jodi la ra. Anyway, <laughs> to our listeners at home, the time is actually nine minutes to uh, seven o'clock. You are listening to Hope Alive, streaming live from Hope Restoration Ministries, Kempton Park, South Africa.